0: hello and welcome back to episode 25 of the double cross podcast i am dj cadden i'm joined by my co-host ryan haley ryan how are we doing today
1: i'm doing well i'm kind of in awe of the view of these bare closet walls that you got (laughs) in this little recording setup for today Uh, Uh,
0: i am working from a closet today's by the 10th background i've had in the past 10 episodes of this show
1: but it's very uniform though i like the color
0: Yes, it 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 doesn't distract from my yeah my I probably take off who's gonna win.
1: Yeah, it it it's probably like uh the glare from the windows behind me is probably really gonna piss me off when I get to like editing our TikTok (laughs) clips, but we'll cross that bridge later tonight. But yeah, I'm doing well. I'm I'm excited for a major man. Me too. I'm so hyped for this course. Um, I'm so hyped for this course.
0: LACC. Um, so just I guess first. I mean, you already teach a little bit. How excited are you for this week?
1: Oh, man. I just, I, more than any players, or the fact that it's a major, I'm excited to watch this golf course play out. I've watched a lot of YouTube content about this course in the last, like, 24 hours. And just, the, it feels like it's kind of singing to me a little bit in the ways that I want a modern championship golf course to do. <laughs> um, it's long and long enough to be a challenge, especially for a U.S. Open. But it's got a lot of really, like, it's a lot of open fairways, a lot of holes where you could hit it right or left off the tee, and a lot of angles to play into greens that I think we've heard guys talk. Non-stop. I think Johnson Wagner said last week that you're going to watch guys be 80 yards from the hole in the middle of the fairway and have to play away from the pin because they're just on the wrong, like on the wrong section. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited for that. Um, I've heard there are a lot of really, like, weird runouts around the greens. I didn't really get that impression from the videos that I watched, but I also don't know what the rough is going to look like. I, I watched um a couple uh, videos taken from media day, either flyovers or people playing the course. And I don't know if the rough is going to be the same. But I've heard a lot of hype about run areas around the green. Didn't really feel like I noticed a lot, but I saw a lot of really cool bunker complexes and a lot of really hard shots. It felt like every shot that I watched someone hit from around the green on the videos that I've watched was like short-sighted running away, mm-hmm. but like they'd be on opposite sides of the green and both of them still felt like they were like short-sighted and had no chance to stop it by the hole. I'm like, okay, this is awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I,
0: don't, I, I think the thing I'm most excited for is the par threes. Just it's oh, going to yeah. be Oh yeah. first par three is 228 yards. Then you go 284, 171, 290, 124. Sick but yeah.
1: 1 1 par 3 between 120 125 and 175 yards. Yeah. It's like one normal par 3. It's like like three like really long ones and one really short one.
0: Yeah. Um seen, we're going to see a lot of fairway woods on par 3s. We're going to see a lot of weird ways to play a par 3, but it's yeah. going to be fun.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a week uh, I think really I think you need to be great with your long irons and you need to be really creative this week. I don't think you can play this like a stock golf course. I don't think you can play it. Like I'm just going to fairway and green my way around and play the whole straightforward. And I don't think you can be, I don't think you can have an off week from like 200 to 250 yards. Cause like both those parts, not, not, not to like diminish them because they're still really, really hard. But, like, both 11 and 7, those long par 3s that are, like, 290 and 284, the landing area is really, like, 240 yeah. on both of them. Um, so, a lot of, like, as much as 28, 290 is going to be really weird when we're, like, we see, like, Bryson hitting 5-iron. Like, it. it they, they do have very severe, like, uh, run-up areas that, like, can't toward the green. But uh, 11, I think, is one of my favorite designs on those where it's, the run-up area is, like, short and left but it can't really hard to the right. But if you hit, so you have to hit it like short and left of the green. But if you hit it like two yards too far left, you're like stuck on top of this hill in the rough. Yeah. Like 30 yards short of the green, just like chipping forward to like a green that runs away from you. So like really the landing area is much smaller than the green, even if it's 40 yards closer than the yardage on the scorecard. So But a lot of stuff like that. Like again, you can't you can't play this course to like I'm gonna land it in the middle of the green and let it run to the back and play from there. You got to do some weird stuff. You got to see some weird angles. So uh, I'm just really excited to watch the different ways guys play this course.
0: Brian, what do you think the winning score is going to be this week? Because I think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna be super super low.
1: I I think it'll be between five and seven under. most Mostly because of the first hole. Honestly, mm-hmm. I think the first hole is a 510-yard par 5. Um, that's going to be a par 4, effectively, for all the guys that are contending and playing well. Um, and there are a couple other short par 4s that, like, yeah, they're going to be tough, and they're not going to be – you can't just, like, straightforward, get whatever you want to – like, you, they're not going to be flip wedges to four feet every single day. But if you're playing well, it wouldn't shock me if there's a guy that plays, like, One six and ten like eight under for the week, because like those three, those three are all I think. One's a five hundred ten yard par five. Uh, maybe probably I'm I'm going on the yardages that I saw, which are probably not going to. So one's like probably like a short, like a very reachable par five. Six is like iron wedge par four, and then ten. John Rom was talking about earlier about like you have the choice between like trying to drive it way up close to the green and give yourself a flip wedge or lay it back a little bit. And with how many guy, with how many good players in the world, how many good long players there are in the world, at least a couple guys are going to be on enough with their shorter irons and on enough off the tee that they're going to, like, eat on those holes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think it's going to be the highest-scoring U.S. I don't think it's going to be, like, a Shinnecock, but I do think – I would – I think the, the comparisons that come to mind for me a lot are, like, Brookline and Southern Hills last year, and I think both of those finished at six under par. I think one was five, one was six. So
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I was – in the same kind of ballpark, I was thinking three, five, three, four, five, six hundred, somewhere in there is gonna mm-hmm. end up winning this tournament.
1: Yeah, it um, feels like we're
0: gonna have a lot of guys that are just playing par golf that are in contention on Sunday. Not in contention, but in that realm where you can make a run on Sunday and put your put put yourself in a place to. Win the tournament.
1: Yeah. Um. How do you feel about Davis Riley going into this week?
0: You know what? <laughs> Davis Riley should be in this tournament.
1: No, you shouldn't. You gotta <laughs> earn it. <laughs> what, what kind of logic is that? He, he had sectional qualifying to be in this tournament. It pissed me off. Why not play in
0: the qualifier? He oh. withdrew from the qualifier.
1: I'm sorry, Davis. I did not. You're more than a talented enough golfer to play in the U.S. Open. On the two percent chance that you ever listen to this podcast, I just, I, I need this to be about DJ, and not about you.
0: Look, I tried to get bold this all season. He did. I'll pick the same four guys, really, two or three guys.
1: And I, you know day. what? I respect that. I really respect that. But if if you'd picked like Tyrrell Hatton, or like Hideki, or uh, I don't know. Song Jae to win a major, I'd be like, I would I'd respect the hell out of that. But you picked a guy that was like last year's like rookie of the year runner up.
0: Look, I've had I've had some rough picks. I've had him not make the U.S. Open. Daniel Berger on my fantasy team still hasn't played on the PGA Tour.
1: Yeah, that was tough. I I do still. Love, I'm I'm not going to give you. I'm not going to give you shit for the burger pick. I still love the value there from where we were in like September when we made those teams.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Look, I tried to go off the board, maybe went a little too off the board. I respect it.
1: I do. I'm just going to make moment, fun of you for it anyway. Any I thought we, I'd at least have a chance. Yeah, I respect you. I'm just going to make fun of you for it either way. So, as long okay. as we're on the same page.
0: I picked today. 15 other people to win. So, I got my bases
1: covered. True. You do have plenty of bases covered. Uh, if I can remember some of them, uh, Victor Hovland is going to win this golf tournament, I believe you said. Uh, not the spoiler. That's, right. when you get That's to work my picks. legitimate date. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, going to that, uh, does it scare you at all that he's coming off a win? Not really. Okay.
0: I thought about it. I know I told you and John that I didn't want him to win the Memorial.
1: You did. Um, I believe your exact text was Victor better come exactly in second.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I wanted him to peak in the U S open, but Victor, I mean, I, I said it after the, uh, The PGA Championship, he's been a different um, guy in majors this year. Um, I'm pulling up his Wikipedia page now. But, I mean, before this year, his best finish in a major, or before the Open last year, his best finish in a major was T12. He did that twice. And then other than that, he had never finished in the top 20. And since the Open last year, he's gone T4, T7, and T2. And had himself in contention to win. A lot of those tournaments. I think he was in the final. Was he in the final group? All three of those tournaments. The Open. No, he yes. wasn't all He wasn't at the Masters, was he?
1: Yeah, it was final threesome.
0: Oh yeah, it was a threesome.
1: Yeah, he's he's been in the final group in the last three majors.
0: For a guy who I mean had not won anything meaningful outside of Mayakoba before.
1: This is two. Hero World Challenge Erasure, and I won't stand for it. <laughs> this is horrible. You're a sick guy.
0: But I mean, he's been he's been in the majors, he's been different, and then he won the memorial. Felt like he really won something that again, he won Mayakoba, but that doesn't really mean much to me. Um
1: <laughs> we we get <laughs> it. <laughs> we we get it, DJ. <laughs>
0: But I feel a lot better about him. He's playing very consistent golf. It feels like he's gotten so much better around the greens, which is that that, that's the only reason. That's the only weakness in his game before the past year, really. And he's just cleaned it up as much as possible and just been, especially in the majors around the green, he's been among some of the best in the world. And that gives me a lot of confidence going into LACC.
1: Yeah. I mean, we talked about this extensively uh, after Oak Hill PGA. I was trying to remember the course. Uh, we talked about this after Oak Hill, where he did not have it ball striking wise on Sunday, and his short game and putting genuinely kept him in that tournament until the 16th hole. Mm-hmm. And that is flooring. Now, granted, there's a double side to every take. Um, you could also make the argument that he's been in three straight final groups on major Sundays, and his ball striking has not shown up on any of them, which yeah. is tough. But I I think it's more of a test of – I think the chipping and the putting is a better test of pressure than your irons. Yes. And I'm willing to – like, on a day that he made as many clutch putts as he did at Oak Hill, I'm willing to accept that he just, like, genuinely didn't have it and was trying to fight for it tooth, claw, and nail rather than, like, he was nervous and got lucky.
0: And even not having it, he was in that tournament with a chance to win until an unlucky break at 16
1: unlucky a little um you got to clear that lip
0: a, a bad break at 16
1: a bad spot to be in on 16 yes. and a bad shot hit yes um yeah but uh to go down the odds board a little bit now that we've uh spoiled uh your boy victor is 18 to 1 to win this tournament
0: i am going to take him in tier one i was hoping to snag him in tier two
1: Oh man, I get tier one to myself. Woohoo, hoo goody. Uh to go down the odds board a little bit, Scotty Scheffler is six and a half to one. Um we'll we'll go in. I want to go uh down line by line with these guys a little bit uh in a second, but to go down that board, uh Scotty Scheffler, six and a half to one, John Rom nine to one, Brooks Kepka twelve to one, Rory 14 to one, Cantley 16 to one, Xander and Hobland are 18 to 1. No one else is below 30.
0: This feels a little insane.
1: It does. Uh, a couple guys that I really kind of thought, um, I I thought Colin Morikawa will be sub thirty to one. Um, Cam Smith, I kind of thought white like, dig down there a little bit, especially after his Sunday at the PGA. Uh, Morikawa, multiple major champion, hometown boy. Uh, Finau is forty to one. I thought he'd be a little lower. Uh, Cam Young, forty five to one. Not as good in the majors this year as he was last year, but it's a really high bar. Um. And your boy Ricky, fifty, same odds as Jason Day and Justin Thomas, which is lunacy, by the way. Justin Thomas is fifty to one in a major. Yeah, we'll get to that in a in a second. But um, I'm gonna go to the top of the board because I'm gonna talk about two of the first three guys. Um, and it's dangerous because the last time that I said John Rom couldn't win a major, he did, uh, and then I picked him and he didn't. So just do, fade whatever I say about John Rom. But um based on everything I just said about the course, how it needs to be someone who's playing really well on their long irons, needs to be someone creative around the greens who can handle some weird wedge shots and can handle some unideal locations around the green. I don't see how Scotty Scheffler or Brooks Kepka doesn't win this tournament. Like that just screams, but bo- those are the, out of the best ball strikers on the planet. Those two have the best short game and yeah. have the best wedge game. And I don't see how one, if not both of them, are not in the final three groups on Sunday at a course like this.
0: Yeah, especially with the way that Brooksie has played in the last it, two
1: majors. The way they've both – yeah, the way Brooks has played the last two majors, the way Scottie's played this entire season. Uh, I've heard reports on the ground that Scottie Scheffler is changing putters this week. I saw that as well. Um, So – if I, like my to get it out of the way, I'm gonna go really bold and pick the tournament favorite. I think Scotty wins this tournament. I think Scotty might win this tournament by like three. Um, I think the putter has to has to course correct at some point. The ball striking has been just ludicrously good. Um And all U.S. Open trends. Point to someone who over the last like eight or nine champions is typically someone who played well the previous US Open, someone who played well the previous major, and someone who's won at least one tournament in the last eight months worldwide. And Scotty Scheffler, it fits that bill. I believe it's just him who fits all of the, I think it's him and Cantlay that fit the, uh, though like all the requirements from like the, the major tournament trends for those winners. But like Cantley's top tens are like fake T9s a little bit that he, like, surges back into on Sunday. Um, I did have, like, a brief period on Sunday night where I looked at all the course trends, and it was like, oh, yeah, Cantlay has been, like, th- like he he and Scotty are the only two people to fit this, and he has top fifteens in his last four majors. And I was like, ah, we might be on, like, Cantlay watch. So I I do think Cantlay should probably get a more serious look than usual. I can feel how disappointed Max is over my shoulder hearing me say that Pat Cantlay might win a major um, but I think it's going to be either Scotty or Brooks.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm I'm picking Victor, but Brooksie at twelve to one, at coming off a of PGA Championship and the final group on Sunday at the Masters, it feels like he can. I mean, obviously he can easily win this. He's the best major player in the world. He still is. Major Brooksie is still a thing and always will be, but. um yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, going off of what you said, they could both win. And then uh, the Patrick Cantley, I'm not picking him at all until he shows me something other than a backdoor T10.
1: Fair. But, very, very fair. I just think, like, this has, very, like, he has very, like, we're all going to be skeptical. And then it just happens vibes. And we're like, oh, right.
0: Yeah. But yeah, my pick is Victor Halvin. I've been teasing it for the past couple of weeks um friend of the pod john yeomans sent me his pick for the pod today he's picking let's let's see what this guy's odds are
1: oh dear lord
0: he's 45 to one
1: wait 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 wait. who's he picking hideki Ah, for a split second, I almost talked myself into the idea that he might pick Bryson. I was like sick because <laughs> they're both forty five to one. That he's was been, a
0: Hideki, he's been talking about it for the last couple weeks. um
1: I'd I like love Hideki. to see Hideki win two majors.
0: Yes, and then he sent me a sleeper pick, and we're gonna have to go down to nine uh ninety to one to uh, to see these odds. Russell Henley, our masters uh, last year.
1: Yeah, that went really, really well. Yes, it did. We like fist fought each other for him, and then he went like t forty.
0: <laughs> but I like the picks from uh from John, especially Hideki.
1: Yeah, I do too. I do as well. I think it's a very very good uh set of guys to have. Um, I obviously Hideki is just a cooperative putter away at any given moment. Um, mm-hmm. and so I am curious to see if that putter shows up this week, but I do think like ball striking wise, he's just a fit for every course. And he's such a good fit for us opens in particular, where you need yeah. to be precise and you need to have length and you need to be good with your long irons. Mm-hmm. So I dig those picks. Uh, Max Rigo, a friend of the pod also sent me his early pick. Uh, he has Justin Thomas. He thinks his struggles have been majorly overblown so far this year. He thinks the ball striking numbers are still pretty good. He's suffering from the fact that a lot of people think the top twenties mean nothing. Uh so he thinks the form is better than people realize. He's going for the value of 50 to one. I like it. He thinks he's a big game hunter? He might be. His last two wins are the players in the PGA. This is our yeah. only two only two wins in the last three years. So
0: I like it. I like the pick.
1: Um do we are are we nervous that we just spent twenty minutes talking about our favorites and didn't say John Robb?
0: I mean, you have to be.
1: Yeah, or he's more. been, I'm going to get to Rory. I'm going to get to Rory. Trust me. I know you knew I would, but um, yeah, I just, Rom has been the last couple starts. Let me look at this on data golf. Um. So since he won the master's, uh, last year, Scotty Scheffler had his like pseudo fall off after he won the Masters. We're like, ah, oh, he's like not playing as well. But like, yeah. Um, since John Rahm won the Masters, he finished second in Mexico with like an electric putting week, but just hasn't really been able to put it all together. Um, he gained a like two. He gained a ludicrous amount of strokes on approach at both Memorial and the Heritage, but couldn't put it together. He couldn't make a putt at Memorial. And his irons were pretty pedestrian at the PGA and at Mexico, so they haven't really been—they've been great, but they've been inconsistently great, which is hard to bet on. Um, his off the tee play has been good up to John Rom standards, but not as good as he was last year when he was like genuinely prodigious. And then the putter's just been a little more inconsistent than it was early in the year. So John Rom absolutely has the ceiling, but he's just—he's been a little more inconsistent across the four phases of the game since the masters and i think that's probably very fair but still it like when you're comparing it to scotty and you're comparing it to brooks guys that like scotty hasn't finished outside the top 20 since november brooks has finished no worse than second in a major this year it's just it's hard to look at john Rahm lose a stroke and a half like a stroke and a quarter putting around memorial or gain less than a quarter of a stroke around approach at Mexico and be like, yeah, you're, you're, you're on it. And he absolutely could be. Um, He has the game and the approach. That's the thing though, is I think a course like this kind of fits someone who is a little more creative. And I think John Rahm has the capability to be creative, but I think he's at his best. he can kind of just bludgeon a course to death. Mm-hmm. Um, So I don't know if this is a perfect fit in that sense, but he's also probably the best player in the world. So what do I know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Rom can easily win this tournament. I mean, I don't think anybody would be shocked if we were talking about John Rom on next week's podcast, but it just feels like Brooksy and Scotty are – more likely to win but that's the top three in the odds your guy is at four Rory McIlroy
1: yeah so uh, I so I told you that I had a take that I wanted to get out at this podcast okay. Um and I do and I'll get to it but I said at the PGA that I think I was going to I thought I was going to pick Rory for this tournament uh barring a bad week and he really didn't have one he wasn't he Shared the 54-hole lead at Memorial, uh, was T second for 54 holes in Canada. Um, but I haven't loved the way he's gone about it. Um, and he's been very open and it's been very publicized that he's drilling his short irons very hard right now with a new practice thing on the range, and they have not held up on Sundays at Memorial at Canada. Um The first seven holes at uh, the course they just played in Canada this past week were very, very gettable. And Rory had a lot of short irons and wedges into those greens from the fairways and only gave himself like one really solid look at birdie. Um, uh, Memorial, he had multiple iron shots, especially down the stretch. He had multiple short irons and wedge shots where if he'd hit them, I think on five and seven, both par fives in the front, he missed the green with a wedge on uh 14 and his back was kind of against the wall. He was in a wedge. He had a wedge in the middle of the fairway. Then he hit a little baby fade and pulled it in the bunker. Um, just a lot of mistakes with scoring clubs in his hands. And I think that that's the natural arc when you're working on something with a club is that the last step is that it works under pressure. Um mm-hmm but Memorial in Canada were a lot of him just relying on a very hot putter, which is putter was also very good at no kill. So he's also just been putting well for a month now, uh, which does scare me for fading him because I or not fading him. I guess not picking him Cause I do think I have Scotty and Brooks in tier one of people. I think can win this tournament. Rory's in tier two. And I think he might be first in tier two. I still might have him third if I had to like rank the field, but I just think he's distant third behind Scotty and Brooks. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's been a little wary to me that he's like gotten so much out of his game putting and has had the exact same problem both of the last two Sundays. But the take that I wanted to get out, ignoring all of this, I'm not saying Rory needs to win this tournament. But if you want to go recap the last month, Brooks Kepka beat him to five majors when Rory had a five year head start uh phil mickelson said that nobody from would want rory on his team and basically said that he was not secure enough about his masters for uh not having the masters for him to joke about it uh, a live executive told alan shipnock that no one like called rory a little bitch and said no one wants him on his team and then jay monahan after hiding behind him for 15 months hung him out to dry and went behind his back to deal with the saudis after everything that he's been saying for the last like 14 months and after monahan made like three public appearances Mm-hmm. Rory, if you can't get up for this US Open, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, if you don't have, like, I, and I know that golf isn't totally about, like, motivation, but, like, if you're not in the top five on Sunday, come on, like, punch back a little bit. You have been, for even someone who's been playing pretty well recently, someone who, uh, I think, I think he finished fourth or seventh at the PGA. I think he finished seventh, um, but was like fourth very late in the game on Sunday at the PGA, 54 lead Memorial, teed off T2. Tee at canada on sunday like someone who has been playing well he has been getting walked on publicly by some people that have no business walking on him Mm -hmm. and so that that's like my little like call this week is like dude like i know golf is more nuanced than like i need to show up and play well this week because people have been mean to me but like show me something man Brooks took the major crown. Live guys are taking pot shots and like giggling to themselves cuz they think that they like beat you quote unquote and then Monahan hangs you out to dry like go kick ass dude. That's what great players do. And you have so much bulletin board material. Forget the prodigious talent. Forget that LACC is a great course fit for you with all the long irons and how long the course is um and how wide it is off the tee. Forget all of that. Go kick ass, dude. That's what great players do. When someone says some shit, about, like someone says shit about them, and Rory's had a lot of shit talked about him in the last month. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I just want to see something. I want to see that the dog is still awake in there, you know?
0: Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. I mean, it, it, yeah. I mean, he has every bit of motivation you could ever dream of. Yeah. Going into a tournament, and it just feels like if he doesn't show it this week. When's he gonna show yeah. it again?
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't need him to win this tournament. And I think if you look at his game, he's probably trending for Hoylake better than he's trending for uh, LACC. Um, even though I picked him, I picked him at LACC at the start of the year. I still like this course fit for him. But I think with his short irons and what he's working on, he's probably going to be better suited to contend in a major in a month. Um, but man, like I don't need you to win. Like if you shoot a 68 on Thursday and finish T4. I'd call that a victory in that book of just like, make yourself a presence. I can't do like as someone who enjoys watching Rory play golf. And as someone who has been frustrated seeing a lot of these headlines last month or so, I can't do another like Thursday, 74 backdoor T9 or like a 73, 74 missed cut. Like I can't do that this week. You can't do that this week. You are playing too well. You're too good of a golfer. Like if you're the generational guy that all of us know that you are, go fucking show people. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, I think that, and I think that's been the big difference with, between Brooks and Rory the last few weeks. And I think Kyle Porter wrote about this after the PGA is like Brooks seems to have a much more secure understanding that if he just plays golf for 54 holes, he's going to be in the top five, and Rory feels like it like needs to be his week when really Rory is talented enough that if he just played golf, he would probably be in the top five right there next to Brooks. Mm-hmm. But that's my little Rory spiel. That was what I wanted to get off my chest. Um, just felt like there have been a lot of headlines flying around uh, that were a little bit insane. Um, we're not. I don't really want to get into the PIF stuff on this podcast or US Open preview. I don't understand it enough, candidly. Um, I don't think anybody either. does. I don't think it's even a set-in-stone deal quite yet uh, when you get monopoly law on the phone, but I am curious to see what happens effectively Yeah. Uh, this week in that regard. And I think that there's been so much bulletin board material over the last month that I think the copium take that I threw out at the PGA is like Rory has had, he's been competing against himself for like the last ten years, effectively, and only himself. Even when Brooks won four, we we're like, okay, cool, but you're still not better than Rory. And like now, he has like people he can point at, like li- like Live last year, he had Greg Norman he could point at and be like, you, I'm gonna kick your butt. Now he has like Phil and Kapka and be like, nah, I'm coming for you. So I'm curious to see how he responds to that this week.
0: Yeah, I mean, point blank period, he has to get up and perform.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. yep, does not have to win, but he has to get up and perform. Yes, playing too well, of course is too good of a fit. Go be you. Mm-hmm. Um, Xander Shoffley, does he move the needle for you at all? Not really. Okay. What if I told you that he is fifth in strokes gained approach over the last three months?
0: He's playing good golf.
1: Xander good Shoffley's golf. always playing good golf. Xander Shoffley is playing Xander Shoffley golf. He's second in strokes gained total uh, mm-hmm. over the last three months.
0: We're playing East like I feel good about him.
1: Yeah, um, I don't know. I have a, I have a weird. I don't think Xander's gonna win. Uh, I do think, I do think, if he's going to win a major, it might be this week because I feel like everyone's been picking him at the last like seven U.S. Opens and he just hasn't done it yet. And like it would be really funny if like everyone's like, ah, Xander's playing well, but not this week, and then he finally just does. But yeah. um, I, I'm kind of in the same boat with. I'm in a much more confident boat with Xander than I am with Cantley because he's genuinely contended at majors before but uh yeah. i'm kind he's of in the same boat yeah i'm kind of in the same boat with xander You're just like yeah i'm probably going to miss when you win the first major but i'm fine with that
0: xander has not finished top 15 or outside the top 15 at the us open in his think,
1: professional career i think he's finished lower than 6th once
0: lower than 7th once okay he, yeah. yeah he went t5 t6 t3 5 t7 t14
1: Okay, so he had four straight top fives and hasn't finished in the top five the last two years. Yes. Okay, cool. That's a very negative but, win. So maybe,
0: have. maybe the play is just that Xander off for the top
1: ten. Perhaps. I mean, yeah, like you said, I think it was you at the PGA, or it was either you or Max that texted me, like, after Thursday. is like, what odds can I get for Xander to finish exactly T6?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, but yeah. – yeah. Also on a Rory note um this year before Augusta was one of his uh was his best season approach since uh 2012 so his second best season of his career uh outside of the PGA he was great with his irons at the PGA but outside of the PGA he's been very pedestrian since Augusta with his approach so that's another like y- you might have like had a better window with that than you realized at the moment but to keep going down the board. Um, keep. um, So I said, we talked about this uh after the PGA Championship as well. I said this is a tournament that's wide open off the tee. You need to be dialed with your irons, and there's going to be a lot of weird shots around the green that you got to get away with. Does Jordan Spieth or Cameron Smith do anything for you when you hear that description? Do either of them or one of them?
0: I think Jordan Spieth always does. He's, Something he's, for you. Yeah, he's just too talented yeah. of a player. Yeah. Um Cameron Smith, he moves the needle a little bit, especially after um Sunday at, at Oak Hill. Um, but I don't think either guy is gonna win this tournament.
1: Yeah, my thing on Cam, and I talked about this, is like last year was a real anomaly if you look at his like his, like, historic, like the way he plays historically. Um, he's been bucking his head a little bit. Um, his irons have been really good at the last two majors and have been not good everywhere else. Yeah. Uh, so far in 2023. And we also don't have major stats for his iron. Yeah, their irons were okay at the Masters. I was looking at the wrong tournaments. So we don't have, we don't have strokes gain stats for all the live events, but, um, since Augusta, he's finished 4th, 7th, 2nd, T9, 11th, and five starts. And uh, I worry that this course is a little too long. But he's contended at long courses before. So I'm not picking Camp Smith, but I do think that he is sniffing around. I believe uh, the phrasing that I used texting Max about it was, the dog is yanking on the collar. like he He smells something. So I would be, I would be, he's another guy that I think I'm just kind of like morbidly curious to see what he does this week. But do you want to keep going? Do you want to keep going further down the board? Is there other, I, the only, I only have two other guys that I want to explicitly talk about. Do you want to go another, do you want to do two more guys down the board or do you want to get into picks?
0: Um, we can do two more. One of them I want to talk about was Homa, hometown. That,
1: that was the two hometown boys I wanted to talk about Homa and Morikawa. Yeah.
0: Both are good enough Uh, to win this tournament.
1: Yes. DJ
0: and Homa gets up in California.
1: He does indeed, uh, DJ. Uh, I'm gonna ask you: uh, Are you, do you think the case for Homa? So the case for the case for Homa and the case against Homa. The case for Homa. A lot of his tournaments come in California. He's very comfortable in home soil with the grass over there. Uh, shot a 61 here right after the redesign in the Pac-12 Championships when he won the individual title at Cal the year they won the national championship. I believe, um, and he's won six. He's won four times or five times in the last three seasons. All that's the case for Max Homa. He's against Max Homa. He sucks in majors. True,
0: but the, but what Homa, even with his struggles in majors, Max Homa this past year, year and a half is a different golfer. Even if he hasn't gotten up for a major, in my opinion.
1: I was gonna say, do you think the case for Max Homa outweighs the case against it? And I feel like you just answered my question. You beat me to the punch, yeah. Dj. I got I I have a plan. <laughs> Believe it or not, I have a plan. But um
0: hey, $25 parlay on Max Homa and Xander Shrothley to top 10.
1: Is $240 just, disclaimer that Double Cross Podcast only advocates for sports gambling in states where it's currently legal.
0: I'm just yeah I'm just I'm just looking at a parlay calculator I'm just putting it together.
1: What was the parlay again? Run it by me.
0: Um, so Xander Schauffele at plus one eighty to t to top ten, and Homa at plus two eighty to top ten. Twenty five dollars wins two hundred
1: and forty one. Yeah, do you know I actually uh I had a conversation with my dad last week. I actually am no longer going to start. I'm no longer going to start saving for retirement. I'm just going to bet a dollar on Scotty Scheffler to finish top twenty every week. Yeah. and just have it like roll over every single week, <laughs> have the yeah. winnings just keep going. Uh, I would never lose, ever. Um, I think someone said that if you bet him to finish top 20 in every tournament he's played since November, you'd be up like $10,000. Hey, you Which bet Scott
0: awesome. Steffler top 10 in this tournament? He's the only one that's not plus
1: money to top 10. You had him with yeah. up to $431. Yeah, yeah, he's minus 140 to top 10.
0: Might be I might throw some money down on that parlay. Who knows? Legally. Yes. Yeah, I might travel to a state where I can do
1: it legally. Yeah, I need to see what we can do legally. What are you talking about? No one can track you. <laughs> um and then Morikawa. Uh another hometown boy probably has more major pedigree than the other hometown boy. Also has some experience playing LACC, has some experience in California, won his first major in California at TPC Harding Park. Obviously, his second one was in the UK. Um Kind of feels a little bit like the Cam Smith equation, but very different for me of like this is a long course. Uh Morikawa kind of fits the same mold as John Rom for me a little bit. I don't think he can't win at a course that demands creativity, but mm. Colin Morikawa feels built for like a course where he could just like hit that baby fade on repeat everywhere he goes. Yeah. Um, and I don't think this is the course to do that. I think you're gonna need to shape it a little bit. I think you're gonna need to see shots. But Colin Murakawa has won two majors, and that is two more than me. so and
0: he has back to back top fives at the u s Open.
1: He also hasn't won since July twenty. He hasn't won since that open, yeah, which is nuts to think about. So either he is either he won't do it this week or he's so due.
0: He is due.
1: yes, I would agree. I don't know if he's I, don't, I don't him. I don't I do think he's due. I don't think he's doing a major.
0: Yeah. That that would give him three major victories in his last four wins.
1: He would be Speeth. Yeah. He would have Speeth. He would be Speeth legacy.
0: Yeah. Yes. That would be yeah, he, would have, he would have a the won. list of wins here the Barracuda Championship, Workday Charity Open, PGA Championship, WGC Workday Open, and then if he, was he wins, the US Open.
1: He That'd be that be like Brooks esque almost. Yeah. Just like yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do nothing in the weeks that I don't care about. I'm gonna win. Yeah. But, all right, are we ready to get into these picks, Deej? I'm ready. I am also ready. Let's do it. All right. I have uh, first Deej, pick because I won you do the, get first pick championship. Yes, uh, DJ. Uh, after a tie at the Masters, which is uh, turned this into a best of three competition that I really don't like um DJ has uh dominated me at the PJ championship. Uh he picked Scotty Scheffler and Victor Hovland. I don't think I had a single person finish under par, so DJ after an absolute ass whooping. Where are you going sub 20 to 1 on this board? You have seven options.
0: Look, I could go with the safe pick here.
1: And pick uh, Victor Hovland because he's winning.
0: I could pick Scottie Scheffler, could pick John Rahm, could pick Brooks Koepka, could just play to win this draft, but that would be against everything I believe in. I'm picking Victor Hovland as my first round pick. He's winning the U.S. Open this time next week. You're gonna be listening to a podcast podcast about U.S. Open champion Victor Hovland. And that is – he's been playing really good golf. Won the Memorial has been m- one of the five or six best major players in the world the past – since the Open last year. Um, So, I'm picking my guy. I'm going to pick he's
1: winning. Top five or six. I think he's second to Brooks. Like, he's, I would genuinely think that only Brooks has been better in the last three majors. Sure. Um – yeah, I respect you being true to yourself. I really, really do. Could it come um, back to
0: bite me very easily? But if he wins the tournament,
1: yeah, I'll this is you. one of this is again the DJ special of this could be comic, like just absolutely comedic. If Victor Hovland, like finishes t forty, yeah, but it also has the potential to be something you could hold over my head forever. It does so.
0: And look, the other part of my reasoning is here, these seven guys, you could pick any of these guys, and it's not that far out of the realm of possibility that they win this week.
1: I, I agree. Except Cantley.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, he's a guaranteed, you pick Cantley, he's top ten. So you're in good position with him. Fair. That's also yeah, the um, safe bet when you start picking in the in these drafts.
1: Yeah. I uh I'm going to be more of a coward than you are. Uh, It scares me a little bit to leave Brooks on the board. I can't lie to you, but I also, I can get over that fear very easily knowing that I I don't have to beat Brooks. I have to beat you and you don't have Brooks either. So uh, I'm going to go Scotty Scheffler. I'm going to go chalk. Uh, I think all the ball striking stats line up, all the trends line up. He's been too good of a player the last two seasons for me to feel like he should still only have one. Like, I know there are a lot of guys that you'd think would have won multiple majors that should only win one major, that have only, only only ever win one major. I'm like, one major is a lot. But Scotty Scheffler feels like a guy that, like, based on the way he has played the last, like, year and a half, I feel like you should have more than you do. Yeah. And I think that that course corrects a little bit this week. I think he ties – it, I don't think he and Rom are rivals really, but I do think they are the two best players in the world. And um, I think that he has a, has a little counterpunch for that Masters Championship this week. Yeah. He gets the second. I yeah, he gets his second. Yeah. I just think the the putter has to course correct. And a, like watching him at Memorial on Sunday, it looked like a lot of those eight, like he doesn't look lost over eight footers. He just looks like they're just not falling and he looks kind of befuddled. And so I think a putter change, like we talked about, if he's changing putters this week, I think that that could be all that he really needs to kind of get into like a bit of a mindset mind mindset flip.
0: I agree. I like it. Um, okay. for the before you make your second
1: pick, do you? There's think... There's only four guys in this tier, or no, more than that. One, two, seven, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes, I miscounted. Yes.
0: Should we just leave it at that, or do you think we should expand it a little bit?
1: I think we can leave it at that because there are guys that I want in here, and I know there's going to be a guy that you want in here. All right.
0: Go ahead and make your pick. I'm, I, right. I don't think you're expecting who I'm going
1: to pick. I never expect who you're going to pick. You just picked Victor Hovland first. In a draft with Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, and Brooks Kepka, you picked Victor first. Yes, I never I know what you're going to do. Um, so help me. I'm going to pick Cam Smith.
0: Hmm. I like it. I like the pick.
1: Oh, what are you going to oh, do?
0: Let me, let me look at something here. Let me...
1: Oh, okay. I'm not going to know what you're going to do because you don't know what you're going to do.
0: No, I do. I, I just had to double check. All right. Yeah, yeah. Give me Terrell Hatton.
1: That's what I thought you were going to do.
0: He's uh, playing really good golf.
1: He is playing really good golf. He came a stroke short of that playoff.
0: Yeah. And he's he's not a terrible course fit. No. Tyrrell Hatton. I would not be mad if he won this tournament at all. I would enjoy I think, seeing him win this tournament.
1: I think winning this golf tournament might be the only thing that makes Tyrrell Hatton not mad.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh yeah, no, he's playing he's so consistent in all four aspects of the game. Uh over the last three months, he's gained half a stroke off the tee a little bit like a little more than half a stroke approach and putting and more than a quarter of a stroke around the greens. He's one of the most well-rounded players in golf. So, uh,
0: I mean, just going down the schedule, he was T3 at, in Canada. He was P12 um, at Memorial, T 15 at the PGA, T um, 4 at Byron Nelson, T3 at Wells Fargo, T19 at the Heritage. I mean, he's been just consistently putting up high finishes.
1: Yeah, I got a I got a hot take for you. I think Gerald Hatton might be good at golf. Yeah. Um.
0: 30,
1: all right, it is your first pick in the next tier.
0: Thirty
1: from forty to or thirty-five 30, to sixty. So you can double dip on the thirty-five guys a little bit.
0: Thirty-five to sixty. Let me look. Let me. Look. i got to take who I want at 35 before I go anywhere down the
1: board. If there's anybody I want. I would be floored if there's nobody you want at 35.
0: There are some people I want at 35. Hmm. I think I'm between two guys. Okay. I think I'm between Max Holman. I'm between Colin Morikawa.
1: That would make sense.
0: You know what? He gets up in California. Give me Max Homa. There we the go.
1: Option. Yeah. This,
0: this, these three picks so far have the, the there's a legitimate it's chance boom that nothing make the cut.
1: Yes, that is true. There's a genuine chance that you have no one like under par after Thursday. Yeah. But um, I'm but The boom potential is tantalizing. Yeah. Tantalizing. If you could look, if you could post this on Sunday night, if this is like the top five, it'd be like, ha ha. Oh, I don't
0: that think you'd work. ever hear the end of it if these, if my five picks made up the
1: top five. No, I never would. Nor do I. Nor, nor would I deserve to. <sighs> okay. Where do I want to go here?
0: I, I honestly don't know where you're going here.
1: I don't know where I'm going here. So that would make sense. Um, I get two in a row. Hmm. Okay. Told myself I wouldn't because the narrative I don't I don't like picking a guy for narratives. But the form is better than I realized. Especially over the last 30 days with his irons. Mm, No. What am I going to do? I I know I wanted my next pick. I'll say that. What do I want to do here? I know who I want deeper down the board, but I'm trying to go in like pseudo odds order a little bit. You do get two
0: in a row, so you could go down the board and just come back if you need to.
1: It's true, but I I want him to be my fourth-round pick. It just feels more natural. I, I I need a guy higher above him.
0: I don't want you to take my my fourth-round guy.
1: I have a really good feeling I'm going to take your fourth-round guy. <laughs> I think you're going to be really pissed. Um... Just
0: take more, cow and get it over with.
1: Now, I'm debating between him and Hideki, and I don't want both of them.
0: Take both of them.
1: No. Yeah. No. No. I'm not betting on two guys that can't fight.
0: Just please don't take my fourth round guy.
1: I am going to pick. I'm going to pick a deckie. Wow. And then I'm going to pick Ricky Fowler. <laughs> come on man he's playing so well
0: He was gonna that, fall
1: to you that wasn't
0: my pick though okay do you know on yeah. data golf what this the you know the course similarity score they do
1: yeah you you're know what second,
0: you know what, yeah yep.
1: yeah That's, hey, you're, doing the wing, you're you're doing the wing foot thing you're picking bryson yeah man yeah yep Okay. I can I can live with that. And I, I, feel I am yeah, I genuinely the only reason that I'm fading Morikawa is I think the hometown narrative is too strong and I, I always hate picking the guy that has like the overwhelming narrative at the start of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh his iron play has been incredible. But uh, I'm gonna steal steal John's pick, pick a I like it. And then you are gonna go Bryson into And I speaking of boomer bust potential, potential.
0: Yes. He could also come on and shoot 80 on Thursday.
1: I genuinely would not be less shocked if he did.
0: My fifth round pick.
1: Yep, all right. It is up to you for the fifth round pick.
0: Um, yeah, I think out will here since it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, I can't Moodley. steal it. I get last thing. Whoe
0: so. is still there. It's my guy, always.
1: Always. We are a big, we are a very pro in Woolley podcast.
0: But he has let me down in this format before. In very, very bad fashion.
1: Um mm-hmm.
0: Patrick Reed is there. I don't want to take. I don't want Patrick Reed and Bryson DeChambeau on the same team.
1: Why not? Um, There's not, There's no team chemistry here, man.
0: Ryan Fox before he's there. Eric Cole's playing a really good call.
1: Okay, on the Ryan Fox, we, we always do this when the course is really long. Ryan Fox <laughs> always shows up as a course fitter day to golf, and he always finishes like fiftieth. We just we have to have an intervention with ourselves.
0: <laughs> Look, dude, we're picking 60, one, 60 to one plus odds. We gotta, we're we're grasping for air here. Yeah, Ryan Fox has been a. Terrible major player,
1: and yet it's like we're Charlie Brown footballing ourselves. I say, as someone who's Charlie Brown, I, do you know how many of the last? So it's been, uh, what thirty-eight majors since Roy last won one. Do you know how many of those thirty-eight that I've picked were already, <laughs> more than twenty? So I can't, I can't really get mad at you for like Charlie Brown footballing, but I feel like we keep doing this with Brian Fox.
0: I don't know, dude. There's nobody I really like down here. Scythe is here. I think I'm down to about three or four guys. I'm down to Patrick Reed. Scythe. Tom Kim is there. Here. Mm. Give me Eric Cole.
1: Ah, I love that. What, really like
0: that. One?
1: That is a deep cut. He's been playing well this year, though. He's been playing
0: very well this year. He, did he win this year?
1: No, he had the runner-up at Honda. Yeah, I couldn't
0: remember if he won or had a runner-up. I can't believe I went 180-1 for my fifth-round pick.
1: I'm talking about that's sick. DJ, you, you picked Bryson. <laughs> like, well, why are you treating this like it's been a normal draft until now?
0: I just hope all of my guys don't miss the cut.
1: You do have – this might be the highest potential of, like, going 0-5 that I've ever seen from one of our lineups.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm realizing at this moment in time.
1: Yeah, but I also think that that's saying true to yourself. Okay, I, I I'm not going to pick him, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pee on a lot of bushes here before we get going with this last pick. Oh, um,
0: more more bushes to win this tournament.
1: Than a I really I really want to pick Sahib. He
0: was in my final little grouping.
1: Yeah, because his his main weakness is iron, like. His main weakness is like not ironed. Trying to multitask. This is what I end up doing. I, I I try and Google stuff as I'm talking and I say something stupid. His main weakness is driving accuracy. It's getting in the fairway. And I think LACC is much more open than most U.S. Open courses. And what was the narrative going into Augusta? So, uh, Sahith can spray it around Augusta and the rest of his game can still be okay. And sure enough, he finished ninth. However... Sahaf has been very bad since Augusta. He finished T5 at the Heritage, T23 at the Zurich in a team event, T56, T40, T58, T38. If he had like one top 10 in those four tournaments, I probably would pick him. Uh, but I can't I can't make myself do it. Uh, Minwoo Lee, his irons are abysmal. I think if I hit irons for him, he wouldn't want a tournament by now at this point in the season. Um. Oh, By the way, Eric Cole is 180
0: to 1. Yeah.
1: So if that makes you feel better about yourself,
0: uh, you should go way, way down the board. Stop trying to do that and pick my guy Ben Carr. No, <laughs> <laughs> what is that? is that five thousand away? Oh,
1: ooh, I think I found him. I think I found my guy. Uh, I'm loving, I'm, How you play Oh ho ho ho! To figure out who your guy. Oh is. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You try and figure it out. I have this guy penciled in. I love this pick. This guy should not be down here.
0: That means he's missing the cut.
1: Thanks, Dej. You always know how to make me feel warm and fuzzy.
0: Oh, no. Deegan?
1: So, no. So I'll, I'll let you know. In the last 30 days on Data Golf, which is the uh, like where I'm looking for trending, he's currently I- – I'm going to go stat by stat. And see how how many of these it takes you to realize who I'm talking about. Probably all of them. Okay. He is. Let me see if I can find like a driving distance. Is it Corey Connors? No. I have I have dipped into the core I have dipped into the Corey Connors well far too many times. Let me see. He is in the top 10 in driving distance on the PGA Tour. Mm. He is, over the last three months, according to DataGolf Strokes Gained query table, he is in the top 15 in Strokes Gained Approach he's also in the top 15 in strokes gained putting in that same period he has won a designated event this season and he had he shared the lead on the back nine of another designated event he has four top sixes and a T12 in his last eight starts
0: Where's this guy? Is it Kirk Kiyala?
1: No. He ranks up according to data golf skill profile. He is far above PGA tour average in every stat but driving accuracy.
0: He's won and a he designated is, event
1: this year. And he is twelfth in data golf rankings.
0: I'm just, I'm just trying to think of who's won this year at this point.
1: I just gave you I just gave you his genuine ranking. If you you can like go look, but if, if you want to find it, he's twelfth in want, data golf rankings right now. I
0: want to find it. Okay.
1: So top ten in driving distance is it Chris Kirk?
0: 50.
1: No. Top ten, top ten in driving distance. You say Chris Kirk?
0: Dude, I'm just looking for people who have won at this point.
1: I hit it further than Chris Kirk. Yeah, uh, he's want a de- he won a designated event, not just a win, a designated event. Top 15 in both strokes gained approach and strokes gained putting over the last three months, according to DataGolf. is the 12th best player in the world, according to DataGolf, and he has four top sixes and another T12 in his last eight starts.
0: I just can't remember who's one. 12th best player in the world. That narrows it down a lot.
1: You're gonna be floored. If you're not looking at data golf rankings, you're gonna be floored when I tell you this guy's 12.
0: I'm not looking at data golf rankings.
1: Okay, good. Because I didn't realize he was 12 until I saw it. Man, this guy's a steal. I feel really good about this. This guy's 70 to one, by the way. Is he what 12th best player in the world according to data golf? Uh five top twelves in his last eight starts. Top ten in driving oh, So it's either Adam
0: Scott or Wyndham Clark. Is it well, th- those are the only guys at 70 to one that aren't seawood?
1: Pick one of them. You get one more oh, guess. God. Nope, Wyndham Clark.
0: What the hell is Wyndham Clark 12?
1: Because <laughs> his last his last eight starts have been fifth, sixth, t29, third, T24, win, miscut, twelfth. And the 12th at Memorial, he was sharing the lead on the back nine. What the hell? He is 8th eighth, eighth in driving distance, 12th in the data golf rankings, and uh, he is, over the last three months, 11th in strokes gained approach, 14th in strokes gained putting. He's 63rd in strokes gained off the tee because he never hits a fairway. But he's so long. <laughs>
0: wow. I like that pick. I like that pick.
1: Playing sneaky well. He is uh, 20th in distance and 82nd in accuracy in uh, data golf's like driving statistics.
0: Yeah, and he's, I mean, obviously he's a good, good course fit too.
1: Now I'm looking yeah. at the
0: Ricky Fowler, 13 in the world. Love to see.
1: Yeah. So my players, my last two picks in the data, my round four and round five picks are 12th and 13th in the data golf. rankings. I like it. I dig this draft.
0: Look, my draft is either gonna be they're all gonna finish in the top ten or they're all missing the cut.
1: Yes, that is true. No in between. Yeah. Um
0: this could be a yeah. massacre this week.
1: Final final numbers. Final teams. Uh DJ, you have Victor Hovland, Tyrell Hatton, Max Homa, Bryson DeChambeau, and Eric Cole. I have Scotty Scheffler, Cameron Smith, Hideki Matsuyama, Ricky Fowler, and Wyndham Clark.
0: Yeah. On paper, you have a better team.
1: Golf's not played on paper. True. Yeah, I'm excited for this. I'm excited for this week a lot.
0: I am too. I am too. There's going to be a a parlay thrown down somewhere.
1: Absolutely, there should be. That top All 10
0: right. is looking wonderful right now.
1: Do you have any closing notes now that we've made our draft?
0: I do not.
1: I think I've talked about everything I want to talk about.
0: I think I have to. I'm excited. Victor's going to win this. Um, I'm making sure to go grab screenshots or recordings of everything. Everybody, every bush I peed on, just in case they win this tournament.
1: Yeah, when when Sahas finishes T4, we can both claim them.
0: Yeah. Was, um, who was that claimed in the, the – Oh, I claimed Tommy Fleetwood in our group chat the other day.
1: That's true. You did. You, you came to, Uh, Davis Riley, Victor Hovland, Tommy Fleetwood. Um. I've I've had Rory stenciled in here since January up until this week, so I reserve the right to claim him. Obviously, if he wins, and, and at any given point, as I always do. Um. Yeah, we both we both uh we both changed our minds a lot on LACC so far. I'm still pissed. Remember the uh remember the uh like pre pre year like who wins each major. Yeah, I went back and listened to it, and I said at the Masters, I'm going to pick Rory, but I feel really bad about not picking John Ron. <laughs> Word for word, what I said. Uh, I'm such an idiot. sure of Rory misses the cup by like four, and John Rom wins by three.
0: Trying to see if there's any other, any other bases I've covered. Don't think there is. But I, I know I have, I have options if they win. but I think that's, I think that's everything. I think we've talked that's about all
1: I have. everything imaginable. That's all I have. I don't, I don't want to sit on here for another half an hour just for the sake of it. So yeah, I've, I've covered everything I want to cover. You've covered everything you want to cover. And, uh, I'm excited to see how this week turns out.
0: Me too. I'm very excited to watch this tournament. All
1: right. On behalf of, uh, myself, DJ and DJ's closet. Thank you for listening to another fun episode of the double cross podcast. And, uh, We'll be here to recap what happens on Sunday night. Probably Sunday night. I can do Sunday night. Maybe Monday.
0: It depends. I'll be coming well, home from a cruise on Sunday. I don't know when we'll be back.
1: Oh, hell yeah.
0: Which means I do, won't get to you watch.
1: Have. Do you have the all-you-can-drink bracelet? Oh, yeah. Oh, of God. Okay, cool. Yeah. I, I figured you knew better than that, but I wanted to make sure.
0: Of course.
1: Yeah, all right, I, good.
0: I probably won't be able to watch Sunday. Of this tournament, but I'm going to figure it out. Buddy, if
1: you, buddy, oh, no. if, you if you, have an all you can drink based on a cruise and you can remember Sunday, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> but we'll cross that bridge when it comes. Enjoy yeah. your cruise, Deej. Uh, and thank you for hopping on to another great podcast with me. And uh, I look forward to talking to you throughout the week. Yes, sir. All
0: right. I'll see you next week. See you all next
1: week. week. I should probably stop the recording. Yeah, I should do that.